Today is episode six of A Book and a Beverage. I took two weeks off because I've been traveling. I brought Lizzie back to Texas and I stayed there for almost two weeks and now I'm back in Minnesota and I have a very special guest. (laughs) Hello. Can anybody guess who the woman sitting next to me is? I don't know that I sound that much like you. This is my mom. Hello, everybody. I'm happy to be here. My birth giver. (laughs) And since we had wine my last two episodes, uh, we decided not to have wine, even though my mom's a big wine drinker. She actually chose the beverage. Do you want to describe it? You're going to make me remember. It's a Bailey's Frappuccino. With mocha de- frappuccino with decaf because yes. we're doing this at night exactly and it's the type of drink that i absolutely love bailey's is probably my favorite liquor outside of wine and i avoid it because it doesn't seem like liquor and i'm afraid mm. that i will start drinking way too much it's so good so it's i a don't treat tonight. drink sugary drinks like this but we're making an exception So the book we decided to do for this episode is Redeeming Love by Francine Rivers. And I read it um, quite a few months ago. It was recommended to me by my friend Maggie. We used to work together at Moav. Um, And I just loved it so much. I recommended it to my mom and my aunt. And my mom just recently finished reading it. So I looked back on it and... Now we're going to talk about it. She wrote it based on the story of Hosea and Gomer from the Bible. Do you want to talk about it? Well, don't ask me about the story of Hosea. I have read the Bible. <laughs> what I really loved, I mean, I, I have been a lifelong Catholic, and um, Catholics are probably, uh, I don't know if notorious is the right word. That's a bad word, but... Um, we tend to read the Bible less than some faiths, and I actually took a um, Catholic biblical school when I lived in Denver and just gained a great appreciation of the Bible, and I think my faith was really strengthened with that. And um, part, But I, I still, I'm confessing because I'm Catholic, so I'm, <laughs> I still don't read the Bible as much as I would like to, and I just loved how this book includes quotes and it's it's kind of like you're you're living through the main character michael throughout it and how strong his faith is so they they bring bible verses in to just kind of make you think about this man is living his faith and his belief and reads the bible every day and it is thinking through what is he being told um through the bible so you relate to Michael's character. Oh, much. Well, not as somebody that lives that way, but somebody that I wish I was. Okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, was much more like him. I loved him. I think it would be normal to relate to Michael and for the reader to see themselves as Michael because you want to see yourself as somebody who is helping other people come to their faith. And especially Catholics, they kind of want to be like the good Catholic and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like uh, that's not really what Francine Rivers had in mind with who we should be relating to. 
I think we're all the sinners and Michael represents kind of God's forgiveness. Every time Angel runs away and every time she sins, he just like welcomes her with open arms and forgives her. And I feel like we're all the sinner and we're all angel in this case. Right. Absolutely. Basically, she was brought into prostitution early. Her mother was a prostitute mm-hmm. and died when she was like seven or eight. It's just a, a tragic life. And then um, she was brought into prostitution and abused by the man and, um, you know, just saw horrible things and got out of one prostitution situation to try to escape and start over and ends up in it once again and um, a very beautiful woman who did not want this life but did not know how to get out of it and Mm -hmm. unfortunately rather than finding the good people who would really truly help her and bring her out of it she was new people found her and took advantage of her and brought her right back into the same situation that she was in Mm -hmm. and she ended up in a gold rush town so it was just kind of like nothing was really there except people who were in town looking for gold and it was a lot of men who would just spend their time um, out in the mines and then go to the bars and then visit the brothels and um There was one man who was Michael, and he just saw Angel one day, and God spoke to Michael and told him basically that um, he was going to marry Angel. And Michael was like, no, I don't think so. There has to be a mistake, but he just decides to listen to God and visit the brothel, and at first Angel wants nothing to do with him. And then he just like really, really pursues her, and then, like, we won't tell you all that happens, but that's essentially where the book begins. Yeah, the amazing thing is that he did have enough belief, though, that he really did do the things that he was told. And even though he questioned, he still did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he would say, why did you ask me to do this? Why, you know, why would you asked me to bring this woman home who doesn't love me, who is, Mm -hmm. you know, not rebelling against this. And um, so it was, it was constant. And there's other characters in in the Bible, certainly that we hear that all the time too, who's, who they're doubting their faith. They're trying to follow God and it's often not easy. Even Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) He asks God. Yes. Why have you forsaken me? Yes. So that's very much a, a, you know, Mother Teresa, they've talked about that. There's stories which I won't, you know, get into, and I'm not an expert on Mother Teresa, but especially after their death, they they talked about her times of doubt and darkness and stuff even, and that it was right to follow God. It, it isn't necessarily for us to know or understand, mm-hmm. but the rightness of doing what he knows is in the Bible and that he's told to do, mm-hmm. you know, to always follow God. Uh, regardless of whether we as humans can understand it. And I think a a big part of um, the whole journey, too, is you don't do it alone. Mm -hmm. And um, I I know the more I have isolated myself and, you know, 
like less involved in the church community, less involved with people of faith, the darker in my inner soul is, or, you know, the loneliness and just the negativity and, and different things. And I, I just am in a situation where many people, when we're in um, the midst of this horrible COVID time period, I lost my job in May, this is December. Um, I, like many people, my job is a big part of what I see as my purpose. So I have to really look at that and say, okay, I have no job right now. Um, I'm not going to mm -hmm. get the kind of job that I was getting before. Uh, I, you know, if, if my identity is about that, mm -hmm. um, then I will, I feel a failure. And so I'm struggling through all of that. And, but that book, honestly, having read that during this time when I'm not employed, I think really helped me think through some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I feel like I really didn't get when I was going to a Catholic church. I didn't get like the tight knit community because like during services, you don't really talk to anybody around you besides a little greeting um, towards the end of the service. But um, just this past year going to dinner church, um, I've realized how important building relationships is in building my faith and just having people who are examples of like what being a good Christian looks like. It really inspires me to be a better Christian. And um, I just have so many people who are constantly reaching out to me saying like, I'm praying for you. Um, like, is there anything going on in your life that I can pray for? And it inspires me to be that way for other people. And I think that's like essentially what it means to live like Jesus to be that way for other people. But it it's really hard to be that way if you don't have examples of what that looks like around you. I fear that this dark time in our world would be so much more difficult for people without it. I was thinking about that today. I was driving, or no, yesterday. I was driving around <clears throat> and I just like was thinking about like how the world's probably gonna end soon. <laughs> Which I feel like is on a lot of people's minds, whether they say it or not. I feel like that's a very like normal thought to have in 2020. Just like, you know, what else is going to happen this year? Um, I know it's a very I, Catholic thing not to believe that we would ever know when the end is coming or predict it. We're not meant to, but yeah. Well, I, I was just thinking about like how at peace I was with that idea. Well, that's and I was thinking the only reason I feel that way is because of my faith. I'd be a lot more scared of 2020 That's without good. my faith, for sure. I just hope it's not the left behind concept where some of us have to stay behind. <laughs> I didn't read yeah. those books. That, that idea isn't, <laughs> it's just too much. Well, none of it sounds anyway, fun. No. But I definitely would not like to be left behind. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we, we're going to wrap it up because we're going to Lutzen tomorrow and we're tired and I think we just don't have that much else to say. <laughs> I would just say read the book. Yeah, you really should read the book. Pass it on to other people. Do you think people who aren't Christian should read this book? Well, absolutely. I think, you know, if people are searching, I, I think that's what her hope is, that there would mm -hmm. be people like that that would read it, that are open to considering it. I and think... If the thing that's holding you back from 
exploring your spirituality or looking into how you feel about whether there's a God or if you're thinking about going to church and the thing that's holding you back is that you don't feel worthy or you're worried that you're a sinner and like you just don't belong there, I think you should definitely read this book because that would answer a lot of those questions. Sounds good. I Sounds agree. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate- <laughs> well, I appreciate being asked to be part of this, Kira. This is fun. And um, I've enjoyed listening to your previous ones. So thank you for letting me be a part of it this time. You're my first family member Ooh. on the podcast. Hopefully of many more. Yeah. But she she listens to every single episode and she gives me feedback, which I appreciate. So now she can listen to this episode and give me more feedback. Oh no, I don't <laughs> think I can listen to myself. <laughs> but thank you. It was fun. All right. Take it away, Lizzie. <laughs> <laughs>